0: m s w media
1: this is glenn howerton you are listening to what we're drinking with dan dunn my good friend that's me do you really am i really your friend no
2: sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But This is what we're drinking with Dan
1: Drink on. Welcome everybody to the final show, final episode of 2023. I'm grateful for the year we had. Been very successful, I think. I'm also grateful to be taking a few weeks off. I need a break. I really do. I'm, I'm tired. You talking to me? No, no, I'm I'm talking to the uh podcast listeners. You talking to me? You just hear what I just said, man? You talking to me? Dude, take it easy. It's the end of the year. I got no patience for this shit. Come on. Stay thirsty, my friends. All right, that's better. Thank you. Uh, Having fun with the soundboard. Anyway, we had some uh, great guests this year on the show. We had uh, started back in January. Legendary voice artist Maurice LaMarche, Pinky in the Brain, many other shows was on. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Sammy Hagar, my old pal G-Love, G-Love and Special Sauce, comedic legend Dan Aykroyd, Steven Soderbergh, Phil Rosenthal, country star Jordan Davis, golf legend Annika Sorensen, John Taffer, and on and on and on. Now, in the realm of my podcastical escapades, I'm often uh, asked, you know, what's the zenith of your interview conquests and, and I gotta say without a flicker of hesitation in 2023 my tête-à-tête with Cody Cannon of the band Whiskey Myers vaults straight to mind not for its groundbreaking revelations or scintillating dialogue mind you no no this interview imprints itself in the annals of my memory due to the Herculean labor I expended in excavating anything I'm talking about a mere morsel of interest from the depths of Cody Cannon's apparent apathy. Put it generously, kindly, Cody exhibited the enthusiasm of a sloth on sedatives when it came to the chore of chatting with me, especially in discussing Whiskey Myers' band branded spirit, Uncle Chicken Whiskey. His detachment wasn't just limited to the interview process, the whiskey itself didn't seem to stir much excitement in Cody either. He was as forthcoming as a clam or a tortoise in its shell. If you will give you a taste of this encounter. Here's a snippet and bear in mind, this part of the interview, astonishingly was the pinnacle. The rest of the chat was akin to navigating a minefield of awkward silences and monosyllabic grunts. It was, it was, it was hard, (laughs) but here, check this out. Who's uncle chicken. Um,
2: it's kind of a buddy of ours, uncle. We, uh, we just thought it was a super cool name. And so that's kind of why we called it that kind of throwback to Texas deal.
1: Now, one of the partners that bespoken is the uh, MLB Hall of Famer, uh, Derek Jeter. He's the, the captain. Has he given you a uh, personal review of Uncle Chicken? Not that I know of, man, maybe. Uh, you don't even know if he's
2: had it yet. <laughs> yeah, it'd be super cool if he did, man. Um
1: Nah. No eh. whiskey features so prominently in songs throughout the history of country music, and I'm wondering why don't country acts write more songs about wine spritzers, vodka sodas? Why? Why the fascination with whiskey?
2: I don't know, man. I try not to write about alcohol at all in my songs because uh, everybody writes about it all the time. So yeah. I've done a pretty good job over the last few years not trying to mention any cliche shit.
1: How have you managed to su- to succeed at the level you have without having that label muscle behind you?
2: A lot of hard work, man. A lot of hard work. A lot of years on the road. We always wanted to kind of do it our way. Didn't want a boss. You know, that's what you're kind of getting with a record label anyway. Why the hell would I want a boss?
1: There you go. <laughs> that was Cody Cannon. I, I got to be, I, I like the guy did it. I really liked the band. It was fun, but uh, the interview, not going to lie, took a lot out of me. What else we got here on our final episode of the year? Oh my goodness, I forgot. We have we have breaking news. That's right. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. That was the very first bumper we ever made. It sucks, but I don't want to get rid of it. There's a lot of nostalgia with that one anyway so it sounds like the result of a like a mad scientist weekend bender or a culinary dare gone wildly wrong it's all about perspective i guess but picture this a spirit not just any spirit but one that boldly whispers or rather crunches in your ear i am nacho average drink yes folks in the world of bizarre booze collaborations a danish flavor company called empirical has teamed up with our friends at Frito-Lay create the beverage equivalent of a unicorn wearing a sombrero. Rare, mythical, a little bit cheesy. But like any good party legend, it's something you got to experience at least once. I'm talking about empirical and Doritos nacho cheese spirits. No, 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 that's not a joke. It's a real thing. It's real. Stop it. <laughs> All right. It is, I swear. The stuff just came out right in time for the holidays. I tried it this past weekend, let me tell you, it's like someone raided my college dorm room and turned it into a drink. It's like I got invited to the redneck equivalent of a wine and cheese party. It smells like Doritos, and it tastes like Doritos. And the aftertaste oh, the aftertaste. <sighs> It lingers longer than a relative who's overstayed their welcome at Christmas. Every sip is a reminder that somewhere out there, a flavor scientist in Denmark at a place called Empirical is laughing his fucking ass off at us. Now, I mixed this Empirical and Doritos spirit with some lime juice and simple syrup in a margarita style. It wasn't bad, really. But I, the whole time I was drinking, I'm like, is this a cocktail or a cry for help? And it turns out it was both. Drinking a clown's tears, you know, funny and sad all at once. Now, whatever you may think about it, it's definitely a conversation starter. Hey, remember that time we got all fucked up drinking nacho cheese flavored vodka? What the hell were we thinking? It's like this sort of idea that sounds great after you've already had too much of something else. And by something else, I mean weed. Of course, I mean weed. This is, you get I, you're, you're, this drinking this is going to sound like a good idea. Now, don't get me wrong. I like innovation. There is a fine line between, you know, being a culinary genius and just throwing shit together because you lost a bet. And this spirit blurs that line like a Picasso painting. If, you know, Picasso was a drunk college student on a limited budget. Speaking of budget, the empirical uh, and Doritos nacho cheese spirit has a suggested retail price of $65. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? All right, I'll stop. I promise. It's a lot of money. It's available in, now, I think, just in New York and California, probably rolling out. <laughs> Hopefully everywhere. <laughs> Hopefully. So, like, you know, if you're you're into sipping something that tastes like, you know, your 2 a.m. stoned out of your mind snack fantasies, then this is your poison. This is the stuff for you. Good luck. I mean that. Friends, I love football. I really do. There's just something so exhilarating about watching grown men in silly padded outfits getting in there and mixing it up. And speaking of mixing it up, how's that for a segue, huh? When you're having friends over to watch football, the last thing in the world you want to do is be spending half the damn game playing master mixologist. It's a time-consuming pain in the ass. That's why my fridge is always well-stocked with ready-made mixers from Fresh Victor. If I've said it once, I've said it 14,763 times. You can buy the finest, fanciest, most expensive spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home. But if you use lame mixers, you're going to get lame drinks. Well, that ain't going to happen with Fresh Victor. A line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that are as smooth as Josh Allen throwing the long ball. Fresh Victor features eight unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. Mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Right now, Fresh Victor is offering a blowout win of a deal to my listeners. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 you get 20% off your order. Touchdown! Score! Something else! Here's what I know. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. And now... How about a word from one of our dream sponsors, Regal Beer? circa 1950s. The smaller the b- bubbles, the better the b- beer. The smaller the b- bubbles, the better the
0: b- beer. That's the flavor secret of Regal Cheer. Pour a glass of Regal, because of a special bubble filter process. Regal beer has smaller bubbles. See. The Regal bubble is definitely smaller. Small bubbles last longer, lock in more flavor. Hold Regal up to the light. Twist the glass and watch those feathery plumes of small bubbles. Now taste Regal. Mmm, brisk, bright, mellow to the last refreshing sip. Remember, the smaller the bubbles, the better the beer. That's the flavor, secret of Regal
1: Cheer. The smaller the bubbles, the better the beer. For that
2: Regal Beer against
0: Regal Beer. Today. Okay,
1: we're wrapping this up pretty soon. But uh, before we go, we have a little segment here, regular listeners might be familiar with, called Three Minute Bartender. And we did one about eggnog which is, you know, you should be drinking this time. I've been drinking so much eggnog. I mean it. Like, I love it. Eggnog's really one of my favorite cocktails of all time. The problem is you just, you can't drink eggnog all the time because you'd be 500 pounds. Um, but this time of year, it's okay. You can get away with it. And uh, you want to know how to make it? You want to know a little bit of history? Well, here we go. We're all busy, and that's why sometimes you want a good drink and you want it fast. So strap in and hold on tight, friends. This is the 3-Minute Bartender. Let's get this out of the way right up front. With all due respect to It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, if you ask me what the greatest holiday movie of all time is, hands down, it's Die Hard. (laughs) Die Hard.
0: He's an easy guy to like.
2: Welcome to the party, pal.
0: And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die Hard.
1: Oh, I got the chills. You know, people say that about me, by the way. I'm hard to kill. My secret? Keeping my liver properly pickled at all times. So you can bet your sweaty balls that when I sit down and watch Die Hard on Christmas Day like I always do, I'll be doing so while wearing my favorite... John McLean-esque rib cotton tank top, a couple of packs of smokes, and plenty of the most festive, lactose intolerance, be damned adult beverage ever invented. That's right, eggnog. Now, in its basic form, that is to say, unboozenated, eggnog is a mix of dairy products and sugar. Yum. It takes it to the next level and really gets the party going. Well, that, that's the bourbon. Or the rum. Or the brandy or whatever it is you prefer to spike your jolly juice with. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you the best eggnog recipe ever, courtesy of my good friend H. Joseph Ehrman, who owns an amazing bar in San Francisco called Elixir, and he's also partners in Fresh Victor, the best damn ready-made mixers in America. All right, here's what you need. A couple of medium-sized bowls, a whisk and a spoon, an empty milk bottle or large mason jar some small punch glasses, eight eggs, two cups of sugar, three cups of half and half, and some nutmeg. And what you're going to do is crack and separate the eggs, putting the whites and yolks in separate bowls. Beat the yolks well. Beat the whites into a froth. Add a cup of sugar each to the whites and yolks and mix well. Fold the yolks into the whites, add the half and half, and mix well. Bottle and store in the refrigerator. Also, you can switch up these three cups of dairy based on how dense and rich you like it, from skim milk to heavy cream and anything in between. For a dairy-free version, try blending one cup of traditional oatmeal with two cups of almond milk until smooth. Pour the nog into the punch glass, add the booze, stir, and sprinkle some nutmeg on top. The modern bartender's guy from 1878 lists many variant names for this drink. It distinguishes plain eggnog, egg milk punch, and milk punch from one another. It also includes variants such as Baltimore eggnog, General Jackson eggnog, there's two types of sherry cobbler eggnog, and on and on and on. It's a lot. Back in the 18th century in Britain, eggnog was the go-to holiday grog among the aristocracy. Milk and eggs were Luxury items back then, and those who could afford it often mixed the eggnog with brandy, Madeira wine, or sherry. The drink crossed the Atlantic to the British colonies, that's here during that same period. But since brandy and wine were heavily taxed, rum from the triangular trade with the Caribbean was a cost-effective substitute. You get that cheap liquor, coupled with plenty of farm and dairy products available to the colonists, that helped eggnog become very popular in America. When the rum supply was cut off during the Revolutionary War, Americans turned to domestic, whiskey, and bourbon in particular as a substitute. Now, I tease about dairy allergies, but the truth is, it's a real thing so's veganism if you're afflicted with either of those you can swap out the cow's milk with soy almond rice or coconut milk based alternatives as for eschewing eggs try some instant vanilla pudding mix instead or maple syrup it's buddy the elf's favorite
0: i love syrup oh i love it
1: that's gonna do it for this three minute bartender as is tradition here i'll leave you with a joke, how did the guests like the eggnog? They were ecstatic. Oh, that's just wrong. All right, let me try again. Why do so many people drink eggnog over the holidays? It's everywhere. So you just can't ignore it. Oof! Yeah, I know. All right. all right, all right, one more, one more, one more. What did Mr. Scrooge say about the eggnog? Bah, It's not all it's cracked up to be. All right, come on, that's pretty good, right? Come on, give me a break here. And with that, folks, I'm Audi. Here's wishing you and yours a happy and safe holiday. And uh, what else is there to say? Oh, yeah, there's this.
2: yippee ki motherfucker.
1: I'm going to leave you with a poem. It's kind of a tradition here on the show was the bash before Christmas and all through the house were family and friends all getting quite soused. The nog had been spiked with some rum, I should say. It could have been Santa Teresa or maybe Mount Gay. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while the grown-ups downstairs were getting lit out of their heads. There was wine, beer, liquor, and schnapps being poured, and champagne, hard cider, and port, and good lord. I didn't so much hooch over the course of this year that I figured I'd share some to spread the good cheer. The Ocho tequila with lime was a hit, but not mixed with eggnog. No, that tasted like shit. The guest drank enough beer to fill a whale's bladder while I swigged vodka soda so as not to get fatter. A single malt stash and a flash disappeared, just like my last girlfriend who said I was weird. But then who needs a girlfriend when you've got lots of Dom? and Krug, and Heitzik, and some fruitcake from Mom. And no made at Christmas means no costly presents, which means not spending six months in debt like a peasant. This is the part where I should mention St. Nick, but to be perfectly honest, he's kind of a dick. Earlier this evening he drank all the punch, then hurled on the rug what was left of his lunch. Because a few slugs are fine, but too many is wrong. We probably should never have pulled out the bong. I was thoroughly baked as a sweet potato pie, which I devoured whole, again, because I was high. Before I tap out, let me leave you with this. I regret that it's not free booze, cash, or a kiss. It's a wish that this holiday, good cheer abounds, and that Santa comes too and picks up a few rounds. Happy holidays, everyone! And with that, I want to thank each and every one of you. You've been great, really. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming by. <laughs> I keep really, I want to thank you, 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 thank find people that have come out and produced and shot things and i there's too many to name needless to say i'm the most important person here that's very thank me (laughs) kidding told you i need a break but we'll be back with a new episode of this podcast on tuesday january 9th until then if you can't be with the one you love love the one you're
0: with